This is Design Huddle, the podcast for creative entrepreneurs and professionals looking to level up in their design career. Each week, myself, Brandon Gross, a designer and digital strategist, and Ryan Warner, a UX designer, step inside the minds of the most creative people on the planet. This podcast touches a variety of disciplines ranging from design, digital strategy, user experience, and social media. Our goal here is to educate by striking a balance between practical and creative advice. So if you like storytelling, funny commentary, and learning how to level up in your design career and get hired, subscribe to Design Huddle and join the fam. Thanks for listening. Now let's huddle. So guys, today we have some absolute fire on Design Huddle. And selfishly, I'm very excited about who we have on today because I am amazed at the amazing branding and logo work. I almost said my name there. That's 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 how selfish this is. <laughs> and logo work of today's guest. Trust me, I've been drooling over his Instagram account for quite some time now. So without any further ado, please help us in welcoming creator of logos and builder of brands, owner of Baby Giant Co., a leading design agency in Southampton, and the owner of one of the largest brand and logo design Instagram accounts in the design industry with over an audience with an audience over 130,000. Please help us in welcoming to Design Huddle James Martin aka Made by James. James, how you feeling? <laughs> that is the best intro I've ever had actually. Thank you. But yeah, I'm all good, mate. I'm all good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. We like we like to keep that uh the consistency of the you know, the very hip and sexy intros. That's how we do all our guests. <laughs> I, I really like it. <laughs> I'm glad. So before we get started, I have one very serious, no bullshit question. Are you prepared? I I am. I think. I think I am. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> how does one keep such a lustrous beard mine as you can see i'm trying to work it in but it thinks i'm 70 and it's balding in the center to, what's the secret there is no <laughs> secret apart from pure persistence and patience i mean you know I, my i mean i've been growing this sucker for like close to 10 years mate and it's only got down to here do you know what i mean it's um yeah yeah it's uh it's not the beard that you think it is to be fair so uh, not the I mean, beard I've that we some, think it I've is ladies and gentlemen who, basically to chop it off and within five months they're back down here i mean it is unbelievable the growth of some of these suckers um but yeah i appreciate the beard love but it isn't it isn't all that i promise me promise you promise you (laughs) it's not the beard we think it is all right we're gonna start with that all right so (laughs) i always love i love always throwing some some uh interesting first question but Let's begin. We want to get into, and guys, if you have not even seen James' work on Instagram, his Instagram handle is made by James. If you're listening to this now, look at his work as we're going through this. Um, we're going to dig a little bit into James' backstory. So let's start off with that. How did you, because I know we were on, uh, wow, uh, Ryan's going to kick me in the teeth. What was it? Pitch proof. <laughs> Front row. Front row. <laughs> There you Sorry, go. Sorry, Ryan. Front row. I'm going to have to cut that one out. Um, it's, it's early morning over there. You're all right. Front row. We were on front row together, which is when I got first introduced uh, to you. And then I was just like, why did I not know this any sooner? I was upset how I did not do my due diligence to find the amazing work that you do. So let, let's run through because I know you did a little bit. You ran, ran us through 
on uh, front row the beginning of your career how did you start um so i suppose i mean it started way back to be fair you know i've always been on the you know creative side of things you know slightly sporty creative growing up as a youngster um yeah so if going way back i was always i say always the arty one um so yeah through school you know even as a kid drawing on walls and stuff which is um much to my um i think that's why my parents hate me i'm not too sure um but we'll, we'll get back onto that they don't hate me they love me <laughs> oh, i'm God. joking we're getting deep already aren't we um but yeah so yeah always drawn um kind of grew up kind of copying comic books and trying to really you know, uh, don't know i just always had this one to need to pick up a pencil and draw um and then from there, it kind of just escalated. Um, so, yeah. as I say, all the way through school. I mean, at, when I was at school, I mean, I've got a great story. One of my art teachers, we were doing art once, um, pottery. And um, I, I think we were making pigs or something. This must have been the age of eight or nine or something. You know, tiny, tiny, tiny. When you're very influenced as a young artist and, a, you know, a, a young human. And she came up, she picked up my pig which I put my heart and soul into chucked it back into the clay bin and went you will never make any money out of art um but there you go there's there's a little bit of a backstory you know I in in what age this was this, this kindergarten must have been about eight or nine ten eight nine ten oh so I don't know what year that Holy is in cow. American um but yeah anyway long story I was probably being a bit of a brat as well but we never know um I can't remember that bit uh but yeah basically so um yeah, so I've kind of gone off on a bit of a sidetrack there. Um, brought back some memories. Um, so, <laughs> Trigger. Yeah, some memories. So I've been scarred. I'm going to need counselling after this. Um, so, yeah, basically went, yeah, so then obviously went through school um, all the way through, like did A-levels. In fact, I got kicked out just before my A-levels. Um, but that, again, that's another sort of side story. Um, but yeah, always did art, design, um and then after that, kind of late teens, early 20s, I kind of went, did a little bit of teaching. So I thought that might be what I wanted to do. Mm. So I went and taught some art, like a pre, at an old school. Um, I went yeah. and did a tattoo apprenticeship because I've got a big love for ink. And, you know, in amongst all these years of experimenting and stuff, I thought, you know, I need to kind of get back into some sort of, you know, real world, you know, got got shit to pay for and you know a life to get on yeah. with um so i kind of but yeah so i went to went to college and did like an hnd which is like a well firstly i did a an art foundation which is like basically you do everything pottery fine mm. art drawing graphic design sketching you know life drawing all that kind of stuff um and from yeah. that i kind of realized that graphic design was a direction because i really liked clean lines and detailed drawing but I also like the creative arty side of it um and then from there went to uni while I was at uni um got a little kind of junior design question job. question question yeah question what is the difference between college and uni so college is basically that's a very good question um you kind of do so basic oh, I don't really know so from 16 to 18 you can kind of go to yeah. a college rather than a, so sometimes school finishes at 18 over here so you kind of go yeah. to school all the way through I suppose they're kind of colleges but 
a college is more um you know state run or kind of county run so i went to like a city gotcha. um so yeah you kind of go i mean to be fair i don't know the actual breakdown i should have done my due diligence before i mentioned that um but yeah you, <laughs> no, i was i was just curious yeah, so it's you, all good yeah, you, we don't have to know the answer yeah so you, yeah <laughs> i'm glad i don't know the answer uh, but yeah universities where you kind of get your degree you can't get a degree yeah. at college college is like a stepping stone to one of the stepping stones to university um interesting yeah it is interesting i'm gonna do some research when we finish this call um but yeah uh i won't but you know uh but yeah anyway so went to yeah went to uni got a uh got a degree but whilst i was doing that i was working in a kind of local design agency um you know doing everything um and that is a very long-winded answer to where did it start (laughs) and now i'm now i'm here This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All right, so we have. I got some more. Que- I got more questions. Okay, that's good. So, you were working at a design agency while at uni. Yes, correct. Yeah, so I was doing. I mean, at uni, I mean, it's not really a full full time kind of yeah. thing. You know, you have to go in uh, for like an you know a couple of hours a week to have certain like tutorials with your tutor um and kind of catch ups with your tutor and then you obviously have hand in days for stuff but apart from that you kind of really left well i found i was left to my own devices um so i kind of got a part-time job you know did like 10 to 15 hours a week within the agency yeah um and then that kind of grew you know over time um and then when i finished uni I kind of went straight in full time with them. Um, So, yeah, it was kind of, I kind of battled. I didn't actually battle, but, you know, I learned. I I learned quite a lot at uni. I think education is quite a good thing. It learned me how to, you know, keep deadlines. You know, you had to hand stuff in at the right time. You kind of learn how to work with other people. Um, You know, it's good to be able to get all those skills. But equally, I learned a, a huge amount by doing just 10, 15 hours a week at, you know, in an agency, you know, the real world stuff, you know, the, yeah. you know, you can't get this wrong. Or if you do, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also like the hierarchy of it, you know, when you go in and you know, sod all, you know, there's people above you, you know, so you've got your, your business owners, then you've got your yeah. lead designers, then you've got your midweight designers, then you've got the scruff bags like me who, you know, basically know nothing and just get told to do stuff and figure it out. And yeah, that was a really cool cool experience being able to you know i did photography web design photoshop work logo bits and yeah. pieces you know it's basically like this whole spectrum of real like it just blew my mind i was like wow this is this is cool um but i think yeah like knowing all of those different things is kind of helpful having little snippets of all those you know different um niches if we want to call them that has actually really yeah. helped me to be where I am now because you can kind of create stuff knowing you can you pull know. from other things. Exactly. Yeah. You kind of get like a broader idea of how 
I think it's important to know how other stuff works to be able to build stuff for that stuff, if that makes sense. Kind of. No, definitely. <laughs> yeah. During that time where you were doing part-time while at uni, were you ever like, did you ever think of like, why don't I just go full all in, on in to the agency because, or what? run us through what you were thinking at that time. Because I'm thinking, you know, if you already had like a good spot there, were you waiting or was your job waiting for you to get like your your degree to bring you on full time? Or were you just like, let me finish university and let me just get this part time? Or what was exactly your mind uh, set at that time? I mean, I mean, we're also talking about a dude who drank a lot and probably took too many drugs and was also, <laughs> you know, also like in his early 20s. I, mean, God, I didn't even know who, what my name was back then. Do you know what I mean? Um, uh, but, you know, it's one of those... It's one of those things that, you know, I think because I'd started university, I've always been one of these people that, you know, I'll, you know, especially because you have to commit some sort of dollar to it, you know, some, yeah. some money, monetary value. Um, so there was obviously that side of it, you know, you've paid for it, so you might as well do it. Um, but, you know, the actual, the kind of job side of it, you know, the, the agency work actually kind of came from nothing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was, I didn't go out seeking it. It kind of randomly found me through somebody who knew somebody and they said you should go and knock your head in the door there and blah 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 so I walked in you know and said you know I'd like to kind of have some job experience and they were like you know we're in the middle you know we're working mate you can't just bloody walk in <laughs> so they said go away get your portfolio sorted come back in in a couple of days or whatever and um yeah so it was kind of a it wasn't like I kind of actively you know, I was I was at uni. That's what I wanted to do. The job, the kind of agency side of it, kind of fell on, not necessarily fell on my lap because I made sure I kind of ended up getting it. Um, but you know, I've always it's all about just taking the opportunities. If I had gone, well, I'm not going to go and do agency work until I've finished uni. You know, I again, I probably wouldn't be sitting here now talking to you. You know, no. I'd be. I might not even be doing design, do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's, um, yeah. So, yeah, I think that answers your question. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I no, I, I think yeah. that's a good segue. So let's talk about how you are here today. You have an amazing company um, that does branding and logo design. How did you, what was that transition like from working in agency to where you are today? And, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I have a very bad habit of asking like twenty questions and then saying go. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> so I'm gonna stop yeah, right that's there. That's all right. That's okay. Um, I've actually forgotten the question. No, I haven't. Um, so I ended up working. So obviously came out of uni. Uh, worked within that agency for about uh, I think it was close to five years, maybe six years. It was a while back now. Yeah. Um, so I kind of grew with them quite a lot you know from you know a young buck who knew absolutely nothing to I wouldn't say a you know fully fledged designer because I'm I mean I'm still still learning nowadays to be yeah. fair you know I'm still learning every day but you know I was confident in confident enough in my skills and you know <clears throat> as it kind of went through I mean you know you can kind of see plateaus in businesses and then the um uh you know the credit crunch hit was it 2008 or whatever it was? Was it no? Two, I can't remember when it was, but it was a long time ago. Um, but they kind of, 
you know, it was kind of this, they were kind of going in one direction yeah. and, you know, they were kind of doing a lot more appy internal stuff, which wasn't, didn't have a lot of room for creativity. So I was kind of actively looking for other jobs at other agencies and, you know, eventually um, I just kind of got to this, you know, I must have been circa 27, 28 at the time. Yeah. And I was like, look, if I don't do my own thing now, um, I'm never going to do it. You know, because, you know, in two, three years time, you know, there's going to be marriage, mortgages or, you know, and all the other bits and bobs and uh, that kind of go with growing up and life. So I kind of thought if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. Um, so that's yeah. when Baby Giant was born. Um, me and my mate, AD, <clears throat> he's um, he's a web dude. Yeah. Um, I'm obviously the creative side. Um, so I always say, like, I do everything you see. He does everything you don't see. You know, he does all that clever shit. <laughs> you know, I do all the, I, I do all the pretty, I do all the pretty stuff everybody sees. Um, but um, so yeah, we kind of like had a chat together and kind of thought because we were working at the same agency at the time. Yeah. So we were just kind of sitting there and thought, you know, we yeah, maybe. I mean, should we give it a go? You know, let's give it a year. Let's give it two years. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, it was it was tough. You know, going from being just a designer and then being a designer, businessman, financial advisor, marketer, admin, you know, accounts, a lot of you know, all these kind of things. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a lot of hats. And, you know, as, you know, as a creative, I had to learn pretty quick that I had to wear those hats because those hats needed doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, obviously we're now year eight, year nine. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been a hell of a journey, but, it's it's that's the, that's why I'm here now. It's just obviously, yeah, just uh, just took that chance. Um, yeah, say like eight years ago, thinking if I don't do it now, I'm just gonna get into another agency for another five years. Yeah. And I say then life gets in the way, and you think, well, I'm safe and secure, and money's good, so why would I try? Cause it's quite risky starting off by yourself, so it's better to take that risk when you can take when it. you can afford to gamble a little bit um yeah i'm not not saying today that if i was within an a, a different agency i wouldn't be taking that gamble now um it just luckily for a bit of persistence patience and hard work it's paid off um so yeah th- that is that is my story my story i love it so take us back to what i consider one of the hardest things <laughs> and you said it uh specifically it's granted it's not hard it takes a lot of time and dedication to do it's that transition from understanding that one is a creative to now having to put on the hats of oh i gotta be my own uh bookkeeper i gotta do the accounting how was that transition how did you figure out how to manage that yourself how did you like what did you have to do to get yourself to do what was necessary for your business like just run us through that. Yeah, I mean it's. Yeah, I mean it's. Um, yeah, I mean they're not. They're, it's not an easy period. Yeah, not at you all. Know, anybody starting up their own business. I mean, you'll know very well yourself. It's. It's not. It's not the fact that you. Um, you know, you basically you have to do yeah. it. It's not a choice. You cannot make the, the choice not to put your tax return in. You know, because you're going to get killed by the tax man if you don't you know um, not not actually killed everybody i did not that doesn't happen in the uk um but you know it's you i mean these are hats that you 
you have to learn to mold yourself to um you know if you if you want to make it by yourself i mean until you can get to a stage where you can get an accounts person or you can get somebody to help you with your social media or you can get somebody to help you with you know the financial side you know get you know i mean the, the good thing is you know in this kind of day and age there are there is a lot of help you can get um you know free help from like you know banks offer you know a lot of things especially over here for like startups yeah. you know helps with finance you know there's some great accounting software now which basically wipes your bum for you do you know what i mean so oh. i mean there's all these oh, yeah have you not no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no actually not that would be great it sounds better no. than a bidet no um no but yeah but i mean obviously it doesn't you know but the you know the technology and software is so much better now than what what it was 10 years ago than what it was 20 years ago you know yeah. There's no more paper anymore, for example, you know, um, you know, paper accounts and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think it's more out of necessity. And, you know, I've always, I've always been very driven, um, you know, kind of being a Scorpio. I'm super, super selfish, which my wife has to battle me with every now <laughs> and again. Um, you know, so, you know, if I kind of put my mind to something, I generally will do it um but you know i also have that creative side of me which tells me oh why are you spending all this time doing twatting accounts when you should be drawing and being creative and you do have to find that balance but if you want to become whoever you want to become you have to learn to adapt to your environment you know you have to learn to you know you know take it on the chin every now and again you know to to get where you want to be you've got to you know, give a little, I think. And uh, I think that's quite important for all young people out there is, you know, stuff just doesn't happen. You yeah. know, you've, got, you've got to make it happen. I, I, I think you, just, just what you said, a lot of people don't really understand how much, sac- how much sacrifice-wise we have yeah. to give up. Like, a lot of people don't even know that I slept on the, I'm still not even where I want to be at, but there was a period where I slept on the floor for like four years to, that was like, cause I didn't go to school. So that was like where I was working yeah. for startups, didn't make that much money, but I gained a massive amount of yeah. skill set. So what was like your, cause that was my toughest period. What was yeah, the darkest time that you were in and how did, what did that look like just to illustrate like, this is not a cakewalk. You've been doing this for nine years. No. This is not like a nine-year cakewalk. You made a transition where you saw that you had an opportunity and you knew you were driven. Um, and, yeah, just what was the darkest time and how did you pull yourself out of it? Well, I mean, the darkest time for me wasn't really uh, business-wise. It was actually me as a human, um, yeah. if we want to really go into it. Um, you know, I think we've always got some sort of backstory, but, you know, I was – you know, I kind of lightly aired on it before, you know, I was kicked out of school, yeah. you know, I, I used to be, a, you know, a rebellious little shit, if I can <laughs> be, that's being polite, you know, <laughs> you know, I was kicked out of home at 17. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I spent two years just, you know, fucking myself up, do you know what I mean? Just doing everything under the sun, um, paying no attention to any authority, uh, just being, you know, you know, an eighteen-year-old kid, you know, who was just a bit of an idiot, um, yeah. you know. And basically, what happened one day was, <clears throat> I literally woke up, 
you know, and just thought, what the hell am I doing? And that, you know, that was a very dark time that suddenly became very light. And that's suddenly where, you know, the drive to become something really kicked in. Um, so that's when I, as I say, that's when I kind of got myself into, you know, college and then that got me into uni and then that uni got me a job and then that job yeah. got me this job. Um, so that was really the, you know, the time, you know, letting down my mum and dad, letting down my friends, letting down my family, um, you know, and just being super selfish. Um, and luckily I'm glad, you know, I'm not going to say that I've, you know, I would never change it because I mm. think it's made yeah. me the person I am today. Um, but though that is definitely the time where, you know, <clears throat> I speak very openly about my past. I've got nothing to hide. Um, I know I was a dick, but, you know, I work hard every day um, to now make my mum and dad happy, really, more than anything. You yeah. know, I think I probably work for work just as hard for them than I do for myself. Um, you know, wanting to kind of pay them back for you know, all the hurt I caused. Um, but, you know, we get on like a house on fire now. Um, but, yeah, I would, say, I would say for me that was, it wasn't necessarily a, you know, a career-defining moment that made me change my ways. It was actually a a life moment that made me realise that I was, A, not fulfilling my potential, B, wasting my life away. Um, and from that from that day on, you know, that's actually been a, what would you call almost like a 20 year, yeah. you know, you know, so that's been a 20 year cycle from that day I woke up and thought, sort your fucking life out to speaking to you here. You know, that is a 20 year journey. Um, so yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's, um, it's quite interesting to talk about, quite good to talk about, refreshing. Um, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, just life moments. I think that was my dark time. Very dark time. Yeah, I think dark moments really are, even though they suck ass, like nobody wants them, they're very, just like you said, you would never take it back. Even like, same thing with me, I would never take it back because I feel like those slap on the wrists or those awakening moments are really the defining, those are the things that we remember and that leave an impression on us to never go back. Like, oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah. Taken, I will remember candy being taken away from me rather than candy being given to me. <laughs> I'll be like, I'll remember that motherfucker. I'm coming for you. Yeah. you took my took my Reese's. Um, so yeah, just for everybody listening, like as we're talking here with James, just keep in mind, like whatever, regardless of what you're trying to do, whether it's uh, in your career, whether it's get a better in-house job or go and traverse your own path, it's regardless of whatever you choose. There's going to be struggles. There's going to be hardships. And along the way, even though nobody wants that, you know, the bullshit dark days, uh, they're very in, they're very important for growth. Um, anyway, that's my sageness coming out right there. Anyway, back to James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what was it? What's the old saying? What doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. Isn't yes. It? That's some. That's like, isn't that a boy's own song or something, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's the saying, and that's the last shit anybody wants to hear when they're in that mess. But it really, it does take a lot of perspective in just um, sitting to just, yeah. you know, not only recover, but to think through next steps. Like, that's very... Yeah, and, 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 and back on that, I mean, a lot of the most successful people on the planet, they haven't had it easy. You know, no. they have failed, 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 failed millions of times. Um, but... They allowed themselves to fail. And what they did when they failed, they, 
they failed less as they kind of progressed, you know, yeah. and it's important to know that, you know, stuff just doesn't happen. And, you know, even if you think it's something that you want to, you know, I thought I wanted to be a fine artist. I thought I wanted to be a tattoo artist. Yeah. I thought I wanted to be a teacher, you know, but all of those walls and hurdles got me to where I'm supposed to be. And I think that's another thing about just being patient with yourself because you know, we all learn and grow at different rates. You know, some people know when they're 10, I want to be the president this, or I yeah. want to be this. Um, but some people, especially creatives, they we take a little bit more nurturing, a bit more time and give yourself that time. That's very important. Yeah, and there's also a lot of things to dabble in. So it's just like you said, you wanted to be a teacher, you wanted to be a, a tattoo artist. I wanted to be a tattoo artist too, but the thing is I never wanted to tattoo, so that shit wasn't going to work out. <laughs> so, <laughs> but there's so many, you know, we all have some sort of ADHD. There's so many things that we can make. So all that bouncing around, you know, it's going to take time. Even in today, this may not be the thing that we do in the next couple uh, years or may change a little bit. So, yeah. With that, with Baby Giant Co., yeah, or even just you in life, what are yeah. you working to? <laughs> what are you working towards, or really looking forward to this year? What are you looking to build, start on next project? Uh, well, obviously, I can't say too much. Uh, but you know, I've got a lot. Give of, us the tea, James. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got a lot of trademarks going for it at the moment. Um, no, it's not. Yeah, basically, I mean, I've always. You know, I always like to try and not necessarily stay one step ahead, but not, but also I don't like to call it future proofing. I don't like to necessarily set myself goals because um, yeah. I think goals are very short term wins. Because when you get there, you go yay, and then you set another one. You know, I think the you know my it's more important for me to just um, just keep doing what I'm doing and keep getting better at what I'm doing because then I think more opportunities will come up. Um, you know, who knows what I'm going to be doing in five years time, for example. Um, but you know, one thing that is definitely set for this year is YouTube. Yeah. Um, I've been putting it off for, oh, long enough. You know, I mean, I, I love my life, you know, I'm, I'm busy, you know, I'm always, you know, fully booked with work and it's something that I've never really <clears throat> tried to make time for or really wanted to make time for, but you know, as I'm kind of growing up and growing um, myself, you know, I'm, the need to want to give back is becoming more and more powerful. Um, and it's something that I love doing. I love sharing tutorials. Yeah. I love teaching people little tricks and tips on how to, you know, create stuff. And, you know, I was I was always like a few years back so defensive of all these things. Oh, I don't want to share too much. <laughs> it's mine. Shitters might steal it. <laughs> it's mine. Nobody wants it but me. Um, but you know, as as I'm growing up, I realise that it's you know there's more. You know, you know, not knowledge is you know acquired to be shared. Yeah. You know, there's no point. You know, it's, it's not knowledge unless you are sharing it. So that's something that I'm really trying to do more and more of. You know, especially on my feed, I'm trying to really you know i'm trying to kind of find this fine line between sharing all my work but also educating people on my process and how i you know so my following's getting engaged with it but potential clients are also seeing my work i mean that's it's not always super easy to do yeah. but, um you know and it's not something that you know not something that it's just something that's kind of happened i just want to i want to share more about my process and how I've got to where I've got to, you know, 
and all the rest of it but at the same time sharing my work so and I think YouTube's going to be quite a cool vessel because that will allow me to um you know really get that other side of me that's kind of itching to get yeah. out now the kind of uh tutor mentory kind of side um which I'd yeah I'd like to kind of push a bit further so that's kind of 2020 you know probably not going to get like a load of shit out on YouTube maybe do like four or five this year but make sure they're really good um but you know it might end up being one (laughs) it could end up being two depending on how busy i am so um yeah and how well it goes so but yeah youtube 2020 made by james it's going to be happening i hope and i think that's a really good uh strategy you you already know what's his name matthew and cena he has like five fucking youtube videos and he has like over what hold on i gotta look this up hold on because I was Matthew, he's you're my close you're, to a million subscribers. Huh? He's got, he's yeah, he's because he's only been on there. He's been on there like six months, Matthew. You're my boy, but we got to check this out really quick. Uh, let me just YouTube this. He's a really oh, nice yeah. guy as well, everybody. If you haven't checked him out, go and check him out. He's um, he's have a you good met dude. Good ha, dude? Have you met him in person? I had a little chat with him and Ben on the future once. Um, this was we're going back to two, three years now. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed chatting with him. Then he's yeah, he's a very clever dude. Very clever dude. Yeah, I lo- he's hilarious. Um, so all right, his first ever video, the D- DUI or not DUI. I don't know why every time every time <laughs> someone I try to say like do it yourself or whatever. I always say DUI, and people are like, Brandon, you definitely drink too much of that port wine. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm like it's eighteen percent for twenty dollars. You can't beat it. Um, so his first ever video got 4.5 million views and this was a year ago that was his first ever video on YouTube um that was that the one he did all the is it was that his introduction one or was that was that a different uh, so he had his introduction and then his first ever like production video which was eight minutes and 27 26 seconds he has 103 subscribers he got 103,000 subscribers he got that in a year that's crazy. With six videos, yeah, six videos. Yeah, but he's a he's a he's a clever dude. So I mean, yeah, I mean, kudos to him. It's he's a everybody can learn a lot from yes. young Matthew. Indeed. A lot. So there's some magic there. We got to figure it out so we can we can both do because YouTube is a something I'm looking at too. Instagram TV is really slacking on the monetization. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not a big fan of trying to do all these things on one platform either. You know, I I get what they're trying to do with the IGTV, yeah. but you know, I mean, it's moved so. I mean, you know, when I it was all about, I used to just post pictures of my dog on Instagram. That's that's kind of what it used to be for. You know, pictures of your yeah. dog or pictures of your food, and now it's definitely become more of an educational platform. But I also think it's you need to kind of, with reference to your content, you need to, you know, you need to keep your content consistent you know and do different you know if you want to explore doing different things like video go and do it on a proper video yeah. platform like youtube or something like that you know trying to do it all under one app um you know once if instagram goes down you know you're you're doomed <laughs> not not that i think it will but um, it's just difficult yeah. it's not it's built just, yeah. for for video like that like i no. do you with youtube do you ever watch like youtube on your tv if you have one I mean, just yeah, you I don't. Can, yeah, you can kind of mirror it from your phone, can't you? Yeah, I love doing that. I don't have TV. Yeah, 
I just pull up YouTube videos and I send it to my TV. Yeah. And I'm just like, Perfect. if I'm using it like this, guarantee yeah. that so many other people are. There's there's at least one other person <laughs> doing it, and that's me. <laughs> yeah, see, it's, it's just so easy, and I, I don't foresee um, vertical video being, like, good for long-form tutorials. No, no. I think I think if you're... You could probably call it, like, the Twitter of video, couldn't you? If you just want to kind of get, get a quick message across in a minute, yeah, yeah I'll watch it. But I'm not going to sit there and... Listen. Yeah, to... twist your phone yeah, and... No. Yeah, well, you know, uh, yeah, not for me. Yeah. Not for me. YouTube. YouTube's where it's at. Yeah, because people are blowing up on... Have you? Do you have a TikTok? Sold that. No. I'm far too old for that crap. <laughs> hey the future's out here on tiktok they got they out here um yeah i know i mean i know i know it's huge i know i know it's the place to be but i've also you know got a job (laughs) (laughs) this is true so i mean with instagram is a job by itself you know baby giants a job by itself but made by james is a job by itself um, adding something else into that mix. I think you can, yeah, I think you can, that's a very quick way of diluting yourself as well, brand-wise, I think. I think I just prefer to do maybe two or three things really well yeah. than 10 things kind of all right. Um, so, yeah, that's what, that's my thoughts. <laughs> but I, I'm not no, slamming I'm, TikTok. I'm, I'm there with get, you. Um, yeah. <laughs> You hear about these five new social media things? We should all be on the... No. Um. <laughs> no I'm, t- I'm already tired. I don't need more things to make me more tired. The less I look at a screen, the better. Yeah, I'm definitely there with you. And for everybody who else is listening, it's... I really like the term they use, diluting. Like, focus is extremely important. And to me, I use the word lazy, which is probably not the correct branded term. <laughs> But <laughs> it's the honest, it's the term. honest term, and you it's even like what you said. Like the more things you have, the more tired you get. And even right now, you're already doing like three jobs: made by James, uh, Baby Giant, and um, there was a third thing. Instagram, Instagram, like those already. Yeah, and YouTube, and, which, which is, is going to be a fourth it. one. And that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. YouTube seems to be a lot because it's not even just videos. It's like there's the science behind, like the SEO, the um, I don't know. I just have all these fucking plugins on the right hand side of my, um, <laughs> of my of my YouTube telling me like what is the search yeah. volume of whatever. But um, yeah, yeah. There's just a lot more to take into account when it comes to YouTube rather than just being, uh you know, just popped in to somebody's feed through an algorithm. So there's definitely a lot. Yeah. So anyways, a hundred percent. Yeah. What I meant to get out of that was just focus on like top one to three things guys, because even James and I say like, it's hard. The more you put on your plate, the harder it is to do really good at what it is that we do. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, there are different, I mean, uh, better platforms depending on who and what you want to be. There yeah. are platforms, you know, if you're, if you're more of a, you know, at more on the educational side, you know, I think Twitter's very powerful, you know, I, I haven't got a Twitter account, I haven't got a Facebook account, you know, um, you don't have to yeah. 
be doing it all. That's that's basically and don't and don't try. <laughs> don't try. Find out what works. Find out what you enjoy, um, and just do those. Do those well. Yeah, Twitter gives me a heart attack. I keep my friends. Um, I have some friends that are like, man, you got to get on Twitter. It's like the place to be. This is how you make connections and are in the conversation. And I'm like, as soon as I open Twitter, I get a heart attack. So no, thank you. <laughs> Everybody's talking yeah, about the news. I'm like, who died? What happened? Some oh, devastating yeah. shit. We need more. We need more good, not more bad in our life. Yeah, I was like, um, so, oh no. Um, yeah, the less noise that I can put in my in front of my eyes and into my ears, the better. I think. But you know, that, again, that comes of age. You know, I'm, I'm a grumpy old kid. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right, with that, I have, I have a new question. Do you watch the news? Uh, yeah, I do every day. Oh, yeah. dang. I actually didn't think you were going to say yeah. yes. I don't watch the news. Yeah, well, I, it's, 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 well, I say watch. It's, you know, I've got the Sky News. I don't know if, you know, Sky News is quite big over here and BBC. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll browse it, you know, a few times a day. I think it's good. I mean, you know, there's there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff going on at the moment. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, yeah, news channels aren't always um, 100% accurate or correct. Um, so, but I think it's always good to, you know, I mean, we've had obviously all this Brexit stuff going on, mm. you know, election stuff, you know, all these bad things going down in Australia at the moment. I, I do like to kind of keep up with the conversation. I don't. I don't digest everything that's out there. I kind of take things, um, <clears throat> you know, I read a lot of tech-based stuff, you know, business-based stuff. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what's going on on Love Island, I couldn't give a fucking rat's <laughs> ass, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, I think it's good to kind of keep a, keep your toe in the water with what's going on because, you know, there might be stuff that could affect you or your business. So um, uh. it's good to keep your finger on the pulse, I think. But not, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a news reader. I'm a, just, uh, when I'm bored, I will put it on for a little bit. <laughs> I feel you. I just, I yeah. I, no, you, you, keeping your, your finger on the pulse is definitely how I would word it. Like, usually, I guess mine's different. Like, people know I don't watch the news. So, if, like, something is neat and that needs to be known, they'll just be like, Brandon, this happened today. You might want to check it out. My grandma's like Siri 2.0, <laughs> so she's always calling me about like the different shootings at the metro that she thinks I go to, which I don't. Um, <laughs> so well, you, she, you've got you've got your yeah, own I news got my own news then. channel. Come to me every uh, Friday afternoon with the week's news. Yeah. Um, we should. Can you? Can we start up like a WhatsApp group and she can just text us all? <laughs> we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll cute, uh, figure out what her openings are. All right, James. So as we're wrapping up. What are, like, your words of wisdom to people on a similar or their own journey? Or even some some knowledge that you're just like, Brandon, I don't like that question. I'm going to say this to end the video or the, the episode. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I mean I've, the, the most important thing, I mean, it's, it's very cliche and all the rest of it. But, you know, stuff does take time. You know, you have to grow... You have to kind of really figure out who you are yourself and before you can start, you know, trying to be whatever you want to be. I think that's important. You know, I think figuring out who you are is a, a great way to become the person you want to be. Yeah. Um, 
you know, take your time, you know, don't, I did a post recently on niching and stuff, because there's a lot of stuff going on about, you should niche, 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 niche into a, like a little hole, and, you know, I, I think that's actually, you know, quite damaging for a young creative to him, I think, you know, I think in your younger years, you know, just go and do everything, yeah. you know, you might not even have started, you know, what it is you're actually going to be doing, so just be patient, take your time and I always kind of say like your niche tends to find you rather than you find your niche um, as long as you allow yourself you know a, the right amount of time and you know just be good to people and you know have fun you know at the end of the day we got we got one shot let's make sure we have fun right have fun that's a good yeah. one have fun and mic do. drop boom <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. everything you said I'm sure you said do but in my mind I was like I feel like he just said like Everything will come to you, relax and patience. And I was like, all right, we have to put some work in there. <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> no, be- yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, yeah, but you know, I mean, every if you're going to become something, you're going to work yeah. hard to get it. I think the, the working side of it is a given. But you know, all but you know, you've got to, stuff just doesn't happen. You know, you can't work like a like a crazy dude and expect it to be done tomorrow. You yeah. know, you've got to give yourself a year, two years, five years because. It will happen. If you put the right systems in place, you will get to whatever goal you want. I love it. And I'm going to leave it at that, guys. You guys can follow James at... Actually, I'm not going to do this. Where can we follow you at, James? <laughs> um, I'm going to let you end it. Made by James on Instagram is where where it's hot. Um, so, yeah, if you want... I mean, also, if you ever want to chat, I'm also on DM. You know, I'm not shy. So, yeah, come find me on Instagram and let's connect. It'll be fun. All right, guys, you heard it from Will Patterson's bigger brother. We are out. Design Huddle. Talk to you later. (laughs) Design Huddle is a podcast that is hosted by Ryan Warner and Brendan Gross. The opinions stated here are our own and not those of our company. Thank you for tuning in and please feel free to share this episode.